0: Hi, boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Chapter 10. The Secret Room The shoebox kids froze at the sound of the slamming door. They slowly turned her around. Mr. Chambers was smiling at them. I'm glad you listened this time, he said. Last week when those bullies were chasing you, I tried to get you to come in, but you all ran on by, like you were afraid of me, too. The shoebox kid stared at the floor. "'But I'm glad you're here now. Come on into the kitchen. It's been a long while since I had young company, or any visitors, for that matter.' Sammy's heart began to beat faster. He was finally going to get a look at the kitchen. Mr. Chambers continued to talk as they followed him into the kitchen. "'But I always keep some peanuts on hand in case I do have company,' he said as he reached into a cupboard. He placed a bag on the table. "'Could one of you help me with some chairs, please?' "'I will,' Chris said as he followed Mr. Chambers into the dining room. They returned to the kitchen with two chairs. Soon they were all sitting around the table. Sammy couldn't take his eyes off the kitchen wall, the unmatched wallpaper, and the hutch in the corner. He looked at the window. He knew that the round window was somewhere on the other side of that wall. The kids munched quietly on peanuts, not knowing what to say to Mr. Chambers, but they needn't have worried. Mr. Chambers was a friendly, talkative person.' I hate it when people get picked on because they're different in some way or because no one really knows them. The kids began to listen closely. I heard some of those awful things those boys said to you. God made you just the way he wanted you to be. That's what Mrs. Shue told us, Jenny said. Mrs. Shue? Mr. Chambers questioned. By the way, he said, smiling at Jenny, those candy bars were delicious. I confess, though, I've already eaten all of them. Jenny, Willie, and Sammy looked at each other and grinned. Jenny answered, "'Mrs. Shue is our church school teacher, and I'm glad you enjoyed the candy bars.' "'Well, you have one wise teacher,' Mr. Chambers continued. "'I've always believed it was wrong to treat people meanly, no matter what the reason. "'I learned that from my parents, who learned it from their parents. "'Things have gotten better in modern times, with the exception of cruel bullies of one kind or another, "'but there was a time when this wasn't true.' Mr. Chambers paused. "'More peanuts?' he offered. "'Chris and Willie nodded and reached for another handful.' Do you all have time for a quick story? Dee, Dee looked at her watch, and Sammy looked out the window. The sun wouldn't be down for a little while yet. The kids nodded in agreement to a story. They were enjoying listening to Mr. Chambers' talk. Well, he began, this is a true story that happened to my grandparents. They told my papa about it, who often told the story to me when I was a child. About 140 years ago, in the mid-1850s, many Asians, mostly Chinese men, sailed to this country to work the newly discovered gold mines of California. Sammy, who had been slouched to one side in his chair, bolted upright. He had been staring at the wall trying to figure out how to ask Mr. Chambers about the secret room that was hidden there, but now his attention was focused on Mr. Chambers' story, which was picking up where his own grandfather's knowledge had ended. Ten years later, Mr. Chambers continued, many of the mines and streams gave out. The gold was gone. The Chinese men then went to work for the railroad. The goal at that time was to connect a railroad from the west with one coming from the east. The workers on the western railroad, the Central Pacific, were mostly Chinese men. They were hard workers and knew how to blast away part of the western mountains so track could be laid over them. Anyway, the railroad was completed in 1869. The Chinese helped build the rest of the western railroads, but within a few years, there was no more work for them. And because they looked different and had different customs, the people feared the Chinese men and came to hate them. Thousands of them had nowhere to go and worried about their safety. Many couldn't find a job because no one would hire them. They had no place to live and sometimes no food to eat. Many traveled east across the country looking for a better life. One night, there was a knock on the very door you came in. My grandparents had just moved into this house. They had been married only a short time. A young Chinese man stood before them. He was tired and hungry. He said he'd left California and been traveling at night for many weeks. He had a scared look in his eyes. Just like the slaves in the Underground Railroad, Sammy thought. Well, this poor man begged my grandparents for some food in exchange for doing some work, Mr. Chambers said. My grandmother, who loved gardening and flowers, had planted a large vegetable and flower garden. She suggested he could pull weeds and help her tend it. Sammy began looking at the wall again. He stared at the seam in the wallpaper that ran from the ceiling to the floor midway across the wall. He looked at the blue flower pattern on one half of the wall and at the different flowers on the other. Sammy also looked at the hutch, but something about it didn't seem right. The whole back wall was empty. Yet Mr. Chambers had the hutch pushed tight into the corner. "'Lou—that was his name,' Mr. Chambers continued— "'did so well with the gardening and was such pleasant company "'my grandparents decided to hire him as a full-time gardener. "'But the people in these parts didn't like having a Chinese man around. "'Then they started to dislike my grandparents for having him here.' "'Sammy stared at the hutch, thinking. "'It reminded him of the bookcase he'd seen in his library book "'on the chapter about Anne Frank.' A large bookcase had hidden a secret opening to a stairway that led to the family's secret rooms in the attic. All at once, Sammy remembered that Mr. Smith had pointed out a doorway to the bathroom at that very spot. That's it, Sammy thought. The hutch is covering up the doorway. Sammy's attention flipped back to Mr. Chambers. What was he saying? My grandparents, fearing for the safety of all of them, told people Lou had moved on. But he didn't leave, Sammy blurted out. Your grandparents extended the bathroom wall right there, Sammy said, pointing to the unmatched wallpaper seam. They could hide him if anyone came to visit or wanted to check if he was still around, and they covered up the doorway with a hutch. Silence fell over the room. Mr. Chambers stared at Sammy, speechless. Finally, Willie spoke. It all fits, he said. Yeah, it does, Maria agreed. Sammy, Chris said, you solved the mystery. What mystery? Mr. Chambers asked. He turned to Sammy. How on earth did you know there was a hidden bathroom back there? The kids all laughed. Then Sammy told Mr. Chambers the whole story, starting with the ball he hid into his window. I'm really sorry for trespassing on your property, he said. That's all right, Mr. Chambers answered. I just hope you know you can ask me for the ball if it happens again. We all do now, Sammy said. Then Sammy explained how his curiosity combined with the Underground Railroad led them to the architect firm. He also told him they sold the candy bars to find out if he knew about the secret room. Mr. Chambers laughed. So that's why you asked to use the bathroom. And I almost told you there was a bathroom there. Even after all these years, I still forget sometimes. But whatever happened to Lou, Sammy asked. Lou continued to care for the gardens, often tending them at night when the moon was bright. But a couple of years later, Lou decided that his being there was too much of a risk for my grandparents. "'My father had been born by then and was already a toddler. "'They all knew that sooner or later he would begin talking "'and would tell about a man living with them. "'The secret would be out and the danger would return. "'The last we know of Lou,' Mr. Chambers continued, "'was that he sneaked away one night. "'He sent a postcard saying he had settled in the East "'and that he married a girl from Philadelphia and was quite happy. "'He thanked my grandparents for their help. "'They never heard from him again.' "'Mr. Chambers rose from his chair.' I have something to show you now, he said, winking at Sammy. He walked over to the hutch and opened it. It was empty. It's lighter that way, so I can move it. With a small push, Mr. Chambers moved the hutch about a foot. Then he looked at Willie's wheelchair. I guess we'll have to go a little wider. How about some help? The shoebox kids jumped up and helped push the hutch over far enough for Willie's chair to fit through the opening that was once a doorway. Then they all slipped into the secret room and there at the end of the room was the round window. There was also a cot and a desk in the bathroom. I've kept the room just as it was when Lou was here all those years ago. Sometimes I still come in here to do my daily devotions, Mr. Chambers said. I saw the light one night last week, Sammy said. Mr. Chambers smiled and nodded. When I'm in here, he continued, I'm always reminded that we must make proper judgments about others and that the wrong things that people do are best left up to God to work out. Suddenly, Willie looked out the window. The sun was almost down. I'd better get going, he said. My dad will be looking for me outside. Yeah, us too, Maria and Chris said. Didi and Jenny agreed. I should go too, I guess, Sammy said reluctantly. As they all said goodbye to Mr. Chambers on the porch, he told them to come back often, and they did just that. Sammy especially enjoyed it when Mr. Chambers had a story to tell. He also liked it when Mr. Chambers came outside to watch them play ball. He always cheered for both teams to win. One day, something even more amazing happened. Larry and Doug showed up while the Shoebox kids were playing baseball. They started calling the Shoebox kids names and making fun of them again. What are we going to do, Jenny asked. It's hard to ignore them. Then Sammy had an idea. Maybe we shouldn't ignore them. Follow me. I've got an idea. Sammy marched across the field toward the twins. Larry and Doug stopped shouting. They looked kind of confused. What do you want? Larry asked worriedly as the shoebox kids surrounded them. Sammy smiled and said, We're the shoebox kids, and we want to know if you and Doug want to play baseball with us. Can we? I mean, I guess so, Doug said. On the way to play baseball, Chris handed his mitt to Doug, and Maria gave Larry the bat so he could take her place batting. Sammy waved at Mr. Chambers, who was sitting on his porch and smiling. The story you have heard today is a chapter of The Shoebox Kids, Book 9, The Secret of the Hidden Room, written by Nancy Speck, edited and created by Jerry D. Thomas, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955.